0: Log Talk Radio Hi, this is guitarist Joel Del Rosario, otherwise known as JDR. Here's your chance to peek behind the curtain and get up close and personal with your favorite contemporary, smooth, soul R&B, Latin, and gospel jazz artists. Our vision is to increase the profile of music through education, listener participation, and interaction. The coffee brews each week with veteran broadcaster and radio personality, Ms. Bridgette Lewis. The show's call-in number is 1-347-934-0108. All showtimes are Pacific Standard Time, starting with Gospel Jazz Segment on Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m., Special Edition Shows Tuesday, 3 to 6 p.m., The Living Legend Series, Wednesday from 3 to 6 p.m., the Arts and Culture Thursday from 3 to 6 p.m., and Friday show from 1 to 3 p.m. You can also visit the official website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio.com. I look forward to seeing you there.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to an afternoon or an evening edition or a morning edition wherever you are in the world. I am your award-winning host, Miss Bridget Lewis of Coffee Talk Jazz. Boy, do we have a power-packed show for you. We have been getting ready for this show for some months now, and I cannot wait to introduce this evening's guest. Oh, my God. I love this man. I don't think I ever told him that, but his music speaks for himself. So you guys right now um, we have folks who are logged in from all across the globe i'm going to let you guys know who's actually tuning in from where uh tonight we're going to be celebrating birthdays this day in jazz um birthday celebrations gift giveaways and so much more if you're new to coffee talk jazz i'd love to welcome you our show's call in number is 1565 605-9704 if you want to speak with our guest or the show host. Now, without further ado, let me just introduce this evening's guest. His name, he's got a couple of them. Okay, this is what I love about him. Okay, is Waleen, and he's known as the Funky Professor. He's a multi-award-winning composer, musician, artist, writer educator all rolled into one. We're going to get into his books, his plays, his films, his videos, and everything in between. I'd like to welcome the newest member and my friend to the show. Hello, Professor. How are you?
2: Hey there. How are you? I am doing oh.
1: great, great. What What is happening on your side of the world? <laughs>
2: Uh
3: well actually right now I'm in Philadelphia I'm here for the um writers conference, the AWP. But uh just awesome. enjoying my time down. Got to, got to awesome um, take awesome. Some, got to take in some really good local music uh, a spot here good. called uh, wow. Relish. But, yeah, yeah. You
1: said it's called relish?
3: Oh, a restaurant here, but they had a wonderful band. And got to sit in with them last night, so yeah.
1: All right, nice, nice. You guys, I want you all to know that I am going to go ahead and open up the chat room, so any question that you want to ask our guests, you're welcome to do that. We're also going to be live tweeting throughout the show, so the boards will be open, and I want to give away some gifts tonight. You can't win, you guys, if you don't call in. So the first question that I want to ask you is this. When did you first fall in love With
3: music, (sighs) huh? Always.
1: (laughs) I know a loaded question, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. um, Always. It it was. It was always around. It was always present. It was, you know, present before I was born. Born. So I guess you can say always. Always,
1: always, always. All right. You Um,
3: know, know, you. My mother was. Oh, so I was going to say my mother was an opera singer. So, you know, I was, I was probably hearing music before I realized what it was.
1: Okay. So music is in your, it's in your DNA. Um, I believe, and I know that there are studies that are out there, that, you know, talking to your child, singing to your child, playing music around your child, even when the child is in the womb, I think sometimes children have an affinity to gravitate toward those things, you know what I mean? Or I've I've heard being a mom being a mom myself, um, I remember certain things that I did for my son. I love mathematics, I love reading, right. and I always read to him, even in the womb. And guess what? His favorite subject in school was math, and he excelled in Please. English. And of right. <laughs> and so. I believe that it has everything to do with your environment, even before you know you you even arrived, you know, if you will. So, I mean, you well, vacillate, I, and I was go ahead. I, I'm sorry, I, but it seems, oh, okay. it seems like there's like a delay. It seems like there's there's a delay. So let me just let me just switch headsets here. I hope you can hear me okay. You go ahead.
3: Pastor. go ahead. Okay, I just changed mine around. I hope that helped as well. Okay.
1: You sound, you sound a little weird, right. yeah.
3: Okay. Um, no, I was saying I could relate to that um, with my son, who, who's now the drummer in my band. <laughs> um, before he was born, a game we ended up playing would be I would tap and he would tap back. This is before he's born. But um, <laughs> a, a, along with that, I would uh, one of the things I would play on headphones, when they talk about the music stimulus, some of the things they talk about, for example, they're like, "Oh, in utero, you should play Beethoven and you should play Bach." And my thought was, the same stimuli that works with Bach works with George Clinton, and the same stimuli right. that works with Beethoven <laughs> works with works with Duke Ellington and Count Basie. So I'm playing mm-hmm. I'm playing Parliament Funkadelic and Duke Ellington and John Coltrane on headphones. And some sometimes. Mm-hmm odd hours of the time, but so that he then went on to become a musician, it was kind of like, okay, I think that worked. (laughs) 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 Uh, Wow. Especially especially when he became a drummer, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Um, now you've really touched on something because when you said that, it takes me back to... Um, for those who are tuning in, um, everyone that know the background and the history of why I created our Gifted Music uh, Foundation for Children, I did that for a couple of reasons. Um, my mom, my late mother, Sarah, really believed in education. And she was the kind of woman, she never said, you have to get your college degree. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. She really modeled what she wanted her daughters to do. So I'm the youngest of two girls and I never knew that I would end up in education because I worked at the collegiate level and I was an academic advisor at USC for 10 years and to be able to have conversation with young people and where their minds are still pliable, you have such a great impact. I mean, I have a real thing for teachers And for educators, and so one of the things that I did in order to honor my late mother, but this was before my mom had even passed away, I created our 501c3 nonprofit um, organization, and it's dedicated to creating greater accessibility to music programs, instruments, teachers, Mm. because the overall benefit of music education, um, it just, it does so much. You know, for our young people, and so what we wanted to do. I created the foundation in 2009. We wanted to take arts education and music back to schools. And as mm. a response to the ongoing nationwide decline of funding and lack of prioritization of music and education, my organization works diligently to ensure access to music. You know, for the country's at-risk youth, because you know I've seen what music has has done. You know, over the last almost. Uh, 12 years, and by forming the critical partnerships with the teachers in the public schools, reinforcing our core belief that music really does matter. And so for anyone who is listening, you know, um, I hope you guys will support our, you know, initiative. Um, We are committed to it. I'm in the trenches. I have been. And, you know, I get out there with the musicians. You know, I have adopted five schools here in Los Angeles where our black and brown babies are. And I am out there, and, you know, I'm like a crazy person, sort of, kind of, in a very good way, where when I first approached uh, LAUSD, the school board, they looked at me like, okay, here I come, like I'm this one-woman army. And they thought, well, how are you going to do this? You know, we've tried it before, but it didn't work. And I'm like, well, you didn't try my approach. You don't have the resources that I have. You don't know the connections that I know. And And at that time, I didn't have a lot of, support people are like well people tried to do it before and i said i don't care about people i don't care about what other people think about me but i'm just looking at um it could change the recidivism rate in prison it could just change so many things i mean i'm kind of like on the bandwagon right now but you know professor that numerous studies have proven that students who learn mm-hmm. music benefit in how many how many ways i mean cognitively socially I mean, it, it oh. helps them. You know, I could go on and on and on, oh.
3: right? Oh, oh, the arts, <laughs> the, the arts in general, because when they talk about the uh, habits of mind and mm-hmm. the the transference, when we talk about we we talk about critical thinking and we talk mm. about music, particularly. Well, mm. we talk about math. And- now, here's a very interesting thing. When we talk about music, we often talk about mathematics, and it is the similar habits of mind. Critical thinking, however, uh, when they deepen the study, those are your jazz kids. Mm-hmm,
4: the critical mm-hmm.
3: thinkers, the correlation between music and critical thinking are and mm-hmm. you know, the study of music, those are the kids who are studying jazz. And it's obviously because of the fact that with jazz, you have improvisation because when you're a jazz musician, you're yeah. being taught not just the chart but also you're be, you're now becoming on the spot an arranger and a composer. And all and that this, part right this, there. And, and, <laughs> and you're doing in the context of all of the other kids that you're playing you know, all the other musicians that you're playing with. So now mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. I'm finding my space within what else is going on in the room. This, this this also now even carries over into what what is that they talk about, um um, my 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 partner is a specialist in this in mindfulness, and uh, you know mm. it's, it's habits, and that very much is um the construct of mindfulness. Where do I fall in the ensemble, and how does what I do stand out from, and how do I also pull it back?
1: You better come on and teach tonight, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm like. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm so excited because I feel like we're kindred spirits so much, you know, in that way. And I'm like, is there, I'm like, God, is there anybody else on this planet who feels as impassioned as I do about music education for our black and brown children? I mean, I can only speak to that because I'm a black woman, you know what I mean? And I fought hard, you know, tooth and nail and you know, people really begin to see, you know what, she's really serious about this initiative. And I was finally able to uh, partner with Cannonball Musical Instruments, which is huge. It's an all-white company in Salt Lake City, Utah that tells you anything. And when I was first introduced to them, they were not very warm to me. Um The... I won't even say his – well, I'll say it. His name is Telvis Lockheed, and his wife's name is Cheryl. And he was not very kind to me. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't know me from a can of paint, but he was a, a referral from a restaurateur who's here in Los Angeles. And he says, hey, here's his cell number. I'm going to text him. I'm going to let him know that you're going to be reaching out to him. And when I, and when I called him, uh, it was not a warm reception. I'm thinking, there is just no way that I'm going to be able to break through this thing right here. And so I ended up getting handed off to his wife. She was still very cold but a little bit warmer than he was. And so then I said, hey, this is what we're trying to do, and I really need you all's help. And I said, you know, if you want to do your due diligence, you know, check us out, you know, see what we do. You know, let me send you some videos of the kids in the classroom. I want you to see, you know, what we're doing. And there's nothing like social proof, you know what I mean, So when they were able to see us, you know, the partners, you know, in the trenches, I mean, I'm literally sitting in the classroom, Indian style on the floor with the babies and musicians at the front of the room. And then they're talking to them and it's being videotaped. And then to see how these children are like, you know, romancing the the saxophone, like, you know, they're touching it. Like, this is the first time I've been up close or they're looking all googly eye, you know, at the instructor, the musician that's there, they're touching the keyboard or they're strumming the guitar. And they were like, I want to do this. I think I, I want to be a musician. I mean, to me, it really sparked something in these kids. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And so anyway, what ended up happening is I ended up meeting Telvis and Cheryl at, the, at NAM, which is the National Association for Music Merchants, for those of you all who are tuning in, welcome to the coffee talk party this evening. And they were like, wow you're so pretty. I wasn't quite expecting that. And I'm like, okay. But basically like, wow, you're real. Yes, I am. And I brought my whole entire crew with me. And then they really realized, okay, this lady's got the goods. And so the relationship really, it was a slow build. And eventually what ended up happening was they ended up donating student trumpets and saxophone and giving us money for the foundation. And so you know, I'll tell anyone who's tuning in, if you've got a dream, a goal, or something like that, I go, don't give up because somebody didn't believe in your dream. And I believe, Professor, in what you're doing as as an educator. So I want to salute you and thank you for your contribution because I know it has not always been easy, but very necessary, you know? It
4: mm-hmm.
3: Very, very. Well,
4: one of the
3: one of the things, interesting, interestingly enough, that sometimes makes it easy is if you understand the academy from the very foundation.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: You know, the, the, the fundamental of the academy is, is very much what you were just talking about with going into the classroom, sitting on the floor with everybody, you know, and the musicians.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And if you think about it, that really is what the original academies were when people look at, you know, present with um, martial arts when they talk about dojos.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's the mm-hmm.
3: foundation of the academy and, and when you think about with um, you think about with music and you think about with the arts in general largely mm-hmm. especially with the people who go on to become professional in many ways that's almost like the last of the apprenticeships <laughs> you know, it, 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 it exists with plumbers, it exists with electricians but it also exists with musicians because it's it's that mm-hmm. step beyond simply just learning how to master the instrument.
4: Yeah. But
3: um you think about when you think about going from being a musician to now you're be you're a professional musician. We mm-hmm. weird, weird mm-hmm. those ropes. Anybody who's come into the business can point to that person or maybe those two people who took them under their wing. And mm-hmm. um, to the k n okay. you know we wow we, we, me have, back. we have we we have a john Coltrane we we had a john Coltrane train because of a cannonball Adderley
1: right right
3: you, you know you you think about mm-hmm. that we we had a Miles davis because of a billy Eckstein mhm mhm you know, because of a Charlie Parker, you know that kind of relationship, that kind of um, mentoring, and you know, as, as we go wow. forward, as we as we move forward, there's always that peace. Yeah. There was wow. That, there, you know, it was you you apprenticed with somebody at some point. Before you were ready yeah. to um, break out on your own, you played in somebody's band, and like, <laughs> you know you, you didn't. You don't, you don't become a band leader by never having been a band member. You don't That's become the, that
1: part right there. Speak on that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but when you think about when you think about it, bands are academies. Uh huh. They sure are. You wow. Know, but, you know. Oh but,
1: my God! But, I never thought about it in that context
3: you know think of the think of the count Basie orchestra that was an academy
5: yeah wow, okay
3: you know I'll down you down, to, down to what can who you know if if Quincy Jones were to point to who really flipped it for him
4: mm, yeah yes, was, was, yes. You know,
3: uh-huh. he can point he can point to he can point to Lionel Hampton, he can point to Count Basie. Because this is really, really where yeah. he got his chops, you know, and and
5: yeah. you know
3: the Count Basie Orchestra, you know, you consider. Um, I, I look at uh, with with my band, the Um Yeah, the funny. You know the funny thing. We're now in the phase where we're a band that has a second generation, and the funny oh, tie okay. together. Yeah. Well, 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 the funny tie together is because I, I look at it now. I was I was the young guy in the band when it started. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when when the band when when the band started, the band started by James Wolf, who was a who when he was a teenager was a session player at Motown before he became a touring um, blues guitarist. You had Eddie Ray Johnson who had been a sub-drummer but was backing people like Rufus Thomas and uh, Wilson Pickett early on in his career. And, um, you know, these are the guys who I end up playing with and, you know, uh, end up forming a band with. And especially later on when James wasn't able to play because of arthritis, Eddie Ray Johnson and I sit down, you know, we're like, well, you know, we want to keep this thing going. We want to really make this, we really want to make this happen. And, um, you know, he'd been on tour for years. He played with everybody for years. My background was more as a session player, but I'd done some playing out as well, um, at points in my career, especially playing around DC. It was one of the fun things about being back in Philly. This used to be one of my cities to play, but, um, Mm. One of the things we talked about was, you know, because at this point it was just the two of us, and I was saying, well, you know, when you think about it, Steely Dan is just two people, right? You know, like Steely, and, and Steely Dan, wow! Is, now you just you know, hit me with and,
1: that one because I used to think that was a whole band.
3: Well, this is the yeah. thing: when you really think about it, Steely Dan, is just two dudes, <laughs> and what? And, when, right. and when, when? And when? And, and and but and the thing is. What they do is when when it's time to make the album and and first I'm gonna say I got nothing but love for the California players, but when Steely Dan mm-hmm. would go in the when Steely Dan would go in the studio, they would go to California because that's where your session players are the dudes who are really you know who are in the pocket predictable
2: absolutely you know
3: you know you know before was, you know before we had samplers before we had the SP 1200 and before you know before we had Pro Tools where we could cut and paste the pattern.
4: You are taking
3: you me so back, to not play. the pro tune, what? Before we could cut and paste, you know, before we could cut wow. and paste that guitar part, you know, in the system, um, you had those guitars who could just play it like that, and those bass players, the drummers who could just play it like that. And those were the, So you went to California, so you could get it just right. But then when it was time to go on tour, that's when you go to New York and Boston because that's where all your crazy people are. Right. Your crazy musicians where it's never going to be the same
2: show place.
3: We're, we're, you know, I'm East Coast. I will claim that. We're the guys where it's like, oh, you wanted it the same way you had it last night? Oh, sorry.
4: (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs) Because
1: it also also depends on who you're actually playing to or who you're actually playing. That was, that was a powerful statement. That was powerful. Oh, yeah. That was so oh, yeah. Powerful. And, and it, oh, my gosh. But,
3: but one, of the, one of the things, <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the profound things, though, that Eddie Ray said was a band. He said a real band is a philosophy.
4: Wow.
3: He said it's a, mu- it's a shared musical philosophy. It's not really so much about who the musicians are. It's if you have a shared philosophy, know. that's a band. And when you think about it, it's why there still is a Count Basie Orchestra, why there still is a Duke Ellington Orchestra, why there's, you know, why there still is a Junior Walker's All-Stars. It's because these were all philosophies. (coughs) These were all philosophies that could be replicated.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you, when I say you're educating me tonight, you really, really are. And I consider myself to be smart, but listen, I'm soaking it up like, okay, guys, I hope you have your number two pencil out and a notepad because class is in session. The professor is in the building, y'all. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) This is so rich. I'm telling you, this is so good. Here is what I want to do. I want to get into some of this delicious music, as we talked about the Groovalados, and I want to play your track. Um, Ooh, do you mind if we dance? If you want to set this up, let's play it for the fans. Hey, guys, I want to give something away. I want to give my first gift away. So if you can set up, do you mind if we want to dance? We'll play it for the fans, and we'll come back with more good coffee and great chat, and we'll talk more about education and why you do what you do, how you do it. How about that?
3: Alright. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? Well, it's part of an album where musically, sonically, we're, we're creating a retro soul feeling. And we're trying to take people back. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? We like to refer to as the soundtrack to a bar fight. But let me tell you about the bar. But, but but
2: but but
3: but let me but let me but let me tell you about how the song itself got written. See, one night we were playing a bar in Plymouth, Massachusetts. It was close to the end of the. It was close to the end of the that particular set before break time. So we just started playing this groove, this nice little instrumental groove. And the thing was, you had a whole bunch of women who were out on the dance floor, you know, been imbibing a bit. And their husbands were all at the bar watching the game. Well, this one woman starts to sort of grind on our bass player. And all of a sudden her husband comes bolting from the bar and jumps in between her and the bass player <laughs> and starts just like doing this completely off time dance trying to herd his wife away from the bass player. And I look him dead in the eye and I just start singing,
2: Do you mind if we dance with your dates?
3: And the song was written <laughs> on stage.
1: talking about impromptu. I absolutely love it. So, folks, let's take a listen right now. This is going to be so delicious. Let's go, guys.
2: Now it's time to funk. Yeah. Okay, sky left, Scarlet, left, sky left, sky left. Now sky right, got right, got right, got right. Now for You're wrong.
3: And this is Stan. And we are the Smooth Jazz Alley. We'd like to thank Coffee Talk Jazz Radio for our live interview with Ms. Bridget Lewis. And also for our successful four-week radio campaign that has made us a top seller in jazz on CDBaby.com.
1: This said the very best in Blog Talk Radio. Here at Coffee Talk Jazz is the girl on the mic, Miss Bridget Lewis, and we're bringing you the best in music, programming, and education. The professor is in the building. I got to tell you, you took me all the way back, and, yes, I'm going to tell my age I'm over 60, I felt like doing the Watuses. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are, listening go. What
1: is the my sushi? That's like asking, what is a rotary phone? It's like, okay, just Google it. I, I'm sorry. Just, yeah. I, I can't even say. But that was amazing, fantastic. I know that was you on vocals, right? Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was me. You,
1: you got some chops. You, you got some chops. I'm like, what? Okay. Multi, multi, multifaceted musician, educator. The part that excites me the most is the education part. And the composer part, I mean, just everything. Um, I wonder when you sleep, because looking at all of your accomplishments, thinking about everything that you are, um, your mind is probably like mine where, uh, mind is kind of like a pinball machine, like ping, 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 ping. I'm a real creative person, and ideas just come to me. And when they come, when you hear like that little, small, voice i call it like a god whisper i move on that thing how about you i know you do but i'm just asking
3: oh yeah yeah i do and, <laughs> I, I, and I don't really and, and and i get fussed bad about it and you know but but some, somewhere so, somewhere in there if you don't fall asleep you pass out so it balances out i guess you
1: know? <laughs> now I got to ask you, when you say you get fussed at, and I'm going to get a little personal. Is this by your significant other for those, uh, for those who are not creative, who don't understand the energy? Because music is energy. I mean, we can't help what we do. We love what we do. It's just who we oh, are. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And she's very much looking out for my health. I get it.
1: I know, exactly. I know, but I, but, but I got to say, for example, um, I went to bed, Lord, I was I was on international calls yesterday, and I finally said, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to bed. And sometimes I will keep a recorder by my bed because when my deal comes, you think that you're going to remember it, but you may mm-hmm. or may not. I said, let me just put it on the recorder. So that next morning when I wake up, I'm like, yes, that came to me at 2 a.m. in the morning. Let me expound on that thing. I think that writing music is very much the same way. um, When you hear a melody or you hear some phrasing, how quickly do you jump to it? I'm just asking. (laughs) I don't need that one. Please tell me.
3: Well, thanks to the digital technology (laughs) of the iPhone. I now don't have to sing yeah. it into video, because that was what I would do. I would sing it into the video, uh, you know, on an Android or whatnot. I would end up singing stuff into a video, or sometimes. And and before those days, yes, that was how I oftentimes would use my voicemail.
2: Or, oh yeah. yes, were, yeah.
3: Well, remember the answering machines that had the cute little cassette, the mini cassette um, mm-hmm. answering. So yeah, what I had I have. I have many cassettes that have, like, reams and reams of song ideas (laughs) where I call call myself and leave the melodies and then, you know, come home and, and, you know, piece it out. But, um, yeah, so, no, no, that, that that same kind of thing, yeah. This is so, so good.
1: So, you know, we are still in a pandemic, but I finally feel like we're on the other side of it we're coming out of it. The world will never, ever go back to the way that it was. I think there was a a big shift for everybody. And um, would you say um, that music has given people hope during a time when things looked dark and bleak and people were passing away and people were getting sick or incapacitated? Would you say that music has really given people hope or even a way to get or during this very tough, stressful time?
3: It, it was, it, it was, I wouldn't, so I don't know why I would say so much hope as refocus.
1: Come on now. See, that's what I said. I'm writing it down I mean, right now. Lot, you,
3: know, it, 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 you know, music is always Um. going back to, for example, the Google Autos. Our logo is... Uh, basically looks like a forty five spindle. You know, um for people who remember forty fives. The forty five spindle oh,
4: yeah.
3: with um three feathers. Well the piece behind that is um Eddie Ray Johnson, the drummer and um Christopher Sweeting who you know, also the late Christopher Sweeting who was a bass player. Um Eddie Ray was Choctaw. Um, Mm -hmm. Christopher Sweeting you know um, Christopher Sweeting was Cherokee and I'm Ashby Wampanoag so we had three black native musicians playing soul and funk and we were you know just like I said when we talk about the thing of a band as a philosophy the 45 is a medicine wheel the 45 adapter Mm -hmm. because our 45s were what made us feel good
1: oh yeah if
3: we were of Those wow. generations, our forty-five collection was what we went to. You know, um, mm-hmm. and, and think about how significant that was. I was one of I was one. I, I I'm of that generation that had the, the closing. When we were little kids, we had the closing play record players. It was oh a, no, um, wow, okay,
1: yeah.
3: It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was it was cool. The little box you put your forty-five in it, and you close the box. And the needle was on like a um, spring or something like that. Because the thing was, you could like shake the box and everything and it would just play the record and it wouldn't scratch or anything like that. But um, you think about how you go from there to a a regular, you know, your first listening to you. Like my first, um, my first music 45 was actually the Jackson 5. And the A side was I'll Be There, but I really bought it because I like the B side, One More Chance. That's <laughs> but you know my first forty fives were, were those records. And you think about it, and it's sort of like so. That, so that that is where the music is the medicine, mm-hmm. and that's uh, you know, and that's why we that's why we have that was one of the philosophies that we have as a band is that music is medicine. Now medicine doesn't always taste good, but it's medicine. It's good for you. So music is medicine.
1: Mm-hmm. amazing 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 i could just go on and on and on talking to you all evening but i want to get into some more of your music i want to do what i call a i think i want to do a double double i want to do a back to back so let's get oh. into ask your mama <laughs> uh-huh. i'm a group of ask ask your mama Please set this up for our fans, and I think the next one I'm going to play is Peace. I'm sorry, Paradise Over Peace, Bippy Soul. Hello. I'm just saying. So okay. if you can set these well, up. We're going to play for the fans. And, guys, I want to give something away. You guys call in. Right. Okay, it's 646 200 44444 I've got two things to give away. Okay, Professor, you go ahead and you set these up for us, and we're going to play for the fans.
3: All right, so I'm a gruvalato, Ask your mama again. <laughs> again, um, when the gruvalados first got together, I was thinking we need a theme song. And I'm a, again, I'm of the generation that grew up with Saturday morning cartoons. Come on now. And when you think about when you think about our when you think about our Saturday morning cartoons, they had some of the coolest theme songs out there. But you'd end up singing the yeah. rest of the week. So like like remember the Jackson Five had a cartoon and you know, and and even and even and even if you did not like the Osmonds, their cartoon was cool and had a cool theme song. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so when you look, but, you know, but you think about it. So I was like, the Google autos If we if we had a Saturday morning cartoon, this would be our theme song. So that, that's that's what that. Was.
5: Wow. <laughs> now,
3: now in terms of Paradise Over Peace, again, wrote, wrote, wrote that wrote that for my my lovely partner and significant other, and it's the song about your your match might not always be heaven, <laughs> but. <laughs> but <laughs>
4: I got it.
3: I got it. Paradise. paradise is not always peace, but it's paradise. You know, if given the choice between the two, if, you know, then it comes to the thing of giving the choice between the two. What do you choose? You know, so there you go.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Here we go. Let's take a listen.
2: I'm a groovellado, I'm a groovellado, I'm a, I'm a, a I'm a groovellado, I'm a, I'm a, a I'm a I'm a am a I'm
0: I'm keeper of a tradition If I make the room clunky, I'm playing my position Don't smile in my face and pretend it's all good Then get upset and call 5-0 if you see me in your hood Get mad when I say it, I don't really care I'm indigenous to this plan I should be welcomed everywhere It don't
2: matter about the style or the trend or the
0: flow You know it's got soul because I'ma a lot of, yeah
2: the Come with
5: keyboardist songwriter and composer have you heard about coffee talk jazz radio with radio personality and host bridget lewis she brings listeners the best there is in musical diversity and talent you get a chance to peep behind the curtain and get up close and personal with your favorite artist You'll experience world-class contemporary Latin gospel straight ahead and smooth jazz greats all right here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. Our show's call-in number is 1-347-934-0108. Our show link is www.blogtalkradio.com, Ms. Bridget Lewis. Be sure to follow us on Twitter www.twitter.com slash Coffee Talk Jazz and check us out at our official website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio. jazz radio.
1: a contemporary gospel recording artist. Do you love good coffee and a great chat? Well, today is your chance to peek behind the curtain with your favorite artist. Are you celebrating a birthday? If so, join us with the Coffee Talk Jazz Radio Birthday Club. Send us a text at 562-355-0311 or email us at coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com. We'll also give you a live shout-out and plenty of Twitter love. You never know what you might win. Call us today if it's your birthday at 347 Be sure to follow our tweets and also follow us on Facebook. So happy birthday from Miss Bridget and the Coffee Talk Jazz crew. music family. We are back. It is a really beautiful Friday evening. The sun is going down here in California. I won't say it's so balmy, 63 degrees, but um, it's a little bit cool in California. The weather's been kind of different, kind of strange, but we are loving you guys for hanging out with us for Coffee Talk Jazz After Dark with my very good friend, Professor DeFont Professor. I'm telling you, listen. So many messages are coming in. Now, this is what I want you guys to do. I want two people to press the one on your phone, and I'll go and open up the boards. I do want to give two items away. We celebrated birthdays. So it's your birthday. I would love to give you something. You can't win if you don't call in. I see the silly is in the house. So hello to Allentown, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Hello, hello, hello.
2: Who
1: else do we have? Um, Cooper'sburg. I don't know where Cooper'sburg is. Looks like it's about 855 in Cooper'sburg. We have um are you familiar with Cooper'sburg? Are you close to Cooper'sburg?
3: Cooper'sburg. I'm not sure. Um okay.
1: Cooper'sburg. Um, I'm just looking at all the numbers and stuff that are popping up on the on the board like Scranton. Hey, Scranton. Did I say Scranton like I'm from Boston? Scranton. Scranton. <laughs> uh, Rochester. Hey, I see my folks in New York. Niagara Falls. Hello, hello, guys. Youngstown. Right. Cleveland, Ohio is in the building. Detroit. Ann Arbor. Kalamazoo. Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana. Let's see who else. I don't know if it's St. Louis or St. Louis. St. Louis is in the building, Missouri or Missouri, Jefferson City, let's see, Tulsa, Oklahoma's in the building, Wichita Falls, hello, guys, welcome. How are you feeling about all this love tonight, Marlene? How are you feeling about all this love? This is so good. Oh, 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 that's (laughs) amazing.
3: Amazing. Shout out to everybody.
1: Yay. Albuquerque, New Mexico is in the building, guys, so welcome, welcome, welcome now
3: You run Uh, on several musical tracks. I I, I was going to say, I got to give Albuquerque a special shout out. We played Gathering of Nations back in 2017. So Albuquerque, New Mexico. What?
1: What up? All right. All right. I see you. Vegas is in the building. Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello, guys. San Diego, California. Yeah, they're a different type of smooth. They're a different type of jazz down in. In San Diego, I said it kind of snooty. I'm sorry, you guys, but you guys are. Yeah, you guys are snooty. Sorry. Um, I just like people that are just real. Hello, Guatemala, Panama. Hello, hello, Ecuador, Bolivia, Argentina. We are a global, global brand. I hope that you all will jump on board. So many great things are happening right now. I'm working in film, television. I spent... God, where was I last week, Lord Jesus? Last week, this time last week, I was at Sony Picture Studios, and I went through so much footage until my eyes were crossed. And we are, the music supervisors and I, the movie directors and I, we are looking and we are listening for some pretty funky music. And uh, I don't want to give too much away about the professor. I'll just say, he's all in the mix. That's all I can say. Until the ink is Oops, dry, we can't ahead. really say nothing. Right, Professor. I'm just saying. That's it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but we working on it. Believe me. I just did some stuff with uh, NBC, NBC television producing the show for America's Got Talent. Super fun. I just posted that on Instagram. So if you guys are sleeping on my skills, wake up, wake up, and wake up. I'm just saying, you guys, if you've got a dream, a vision, a goal, just go for it because one thing that my aunt says to me who's 94 years young and she is a senior with ability i mean she lives alone and she is one of the smartest people i know and i love her and she says you know um every day time is ticking she said and it's a day you can never call back so whatever you're going to do just go for it just do it right just do it so with that being said professor how do you approach writing a song. Now I know that's a mouthful because you've got your process. But inquiring minds want to know. These are one of the questions that came in uh, through the chat. How do you approach writing a song? Because they say your stuff is funky, it's melodic. Um, wish we could play like that. Um, they like the. They call it rough and. They like your rough and ruddy, ruddy voice. Yeah, rough and. I guess his Rough and ruddy vocals. Ooh, I like. Yeah. That.
3: <laughs>
1: uh,
3: it's funny because songs come from different places and um, okay. sometimes I'll hear a melody first and okay. sometimes oftentimes what I find is with a song it's a mood and the mood I find is shaped by first your harmonies your chords and then by the texture that you give them in terms of the feel and from there, I'll find the melodies sometimes. And um, oftentimes, it's the words that come to me last, the, the lyrics. Wow. Because it's sort of like the lyrics are dictated by the mood of the piece. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I,
1: I can relate to you I, so much. I, Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, wow.
3: Sorry. Started more with composition than songwriting. That might be why. Okay. Does a composer? So yeah, for, I can see you on. Writing for solo, writing for the trumpet or the flute originally, and then later thinking about actually giving it words. So I guess that's how okay. that's how it was shaped.
1: Okay, so good. All right. Um, When I listen to music, it transports me to a different place, time. Do you feel that music is a marker of memories?
2: Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) Most definitely. Um... Okay.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: It's the funny thing of, I'm gonna. There was an episode once of The Cosby Show where this little kid okay. was asking, "What keeps those musicians from getting dizzy when the record goes around?"
4: <laughs>
3: when I'm hearing wow. record, and, and and now the thing about it is. As a you know why why that resonated with me is this is what you know you do think as a little kid when you hear a record on a on a turntable, <laughs> but, and then it even translates to you might be now 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 you know you're older and you realize okay people don't live in a record but then at the same time you're listening to a song on the radio. This back you know this was back when you had radio before Spotify and like Apple Music you actually had to go on the radio to listen to songs. Well, all right. How many people honestly thought the bands were at the radio station? How many people honestly thought that the Jackson Five were in were in Studio A, while um, Parliament Funkadelic was in Studio B, and um, <laughs> you know, and Bobby Humphrey was in Studio C, and that's why you were hearing them all back, back, and while they were sitting. How many? You know, I, I'm one of those people who, as a kid, really thought that. That you know, if I went to it, that, if I went down to the WBLS, I would actually see my favorite band playing. At the well, you know, so <laughs> I, I I guess the funny thing is that when I hear music from that period, my mind goes to that.
4: Mhm.
3: My mind goes to thinking that Curtis Mayfield and the entire orchestra were were at the radio station. Um playing the doodle-wop as strong as here, you know, or uh, any of those epic pieces of his. So, yeah, I, I guess. But, yeah, it does take me to a certain time and place and a feel. And, um, I, you know, I have a philosophy with, that transcends music and even plays and so forth that art should trigger at the very least two of your senses to give you, you know, to give you the experience. It should trigger it should trigger some kind of sense of memory of a sight, a sound
4: mm. a feeling
3: a smell um and you know I believe in the seven senses, so you know an intuition or a point of reason i you know all all good art triggers one of those or 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 at least two of those wow you know if you read a, if you. Read, if you read a really good short story, like okay, case in point, Ralph Ellison, um, Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. There's one scene where he describes cheesecake and coffee. I can still taste that cheesecake and coffee. <laughs> he he stops he stops at a street vendor who's selling sweet potatoes, and the guy says, "Oh, you from down south? You want a little butter on that?" I don't even like sweet potatoes, but I could taste that sweet potato with the butter. You know what I mean? So it's it, it, that's yeah, so rich. You know, I, I, I <laughs> you know I can I I can smell the stale smell um cigar smoke when I listen to Oscar Peterson. I can you know um and it's not his cigar, but it was the smell of the room that he's playing in. You know, these are the senses. So yeah. I guess for me, it's like th- these are the things that that music triggers.
1: I've never heard it quite put that way, but as you're talking, my mind is like a—it's literally like a, a projector is going off in my mind, mm-hmm. and it's like a like an old fashioned projector, and I can see it, and I can hear it, and almost like smell like what exactly what you're talking about, like that old speakeasy kind of jazz. You know, mm-hmm. you walk into those clubs, you walk into those clubs back east, and you're immediately transported to another place in time. There's nothing like that here in LA. But I know there used to be a lot of things like that um you know down in, in the boroughs, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, uh DC, I mean, and it's 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 a shame and it's unfortunate. Uh, I I take it back, there is a little club that would kind of lend itself to that time period. It's called um it's called Vertello. It's down in Studio okay. City. It only, it only fits 125 people, but when you walk in there, the walls are, are padded with the most glorious, almost like red velvet, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's wallpaper, I don't know what it is, the, the, the seats are, are there they're, they're tufted, like with the, with the nail heads in there, the way the glasses are, the art on the wall, and folks still get dressed up for dinner. I love that
4: you oh, know yeah. as opposed oh, to just you just
1: kind of casually kind of sashing you know into the oh, i just you know i just want to sit at the bar it's like no i want to dine and i really want to enjoy this music like i want to be transported and taken back to that moment in time when there was peace if you oh, will yeah. you know the world wasn't well, rushing around you know what i mean well, <laughs>
3: Funny because we um we work with a restaurant in Brockton where we do that kind of thing on the third Thursday of every month. We call it the third the third Thursday Supper Club. And Mm. um, the restaurant and um you know thing we're really happy about is George's was recently purchased by a new owner, so it's a black owned restaurant. Nice. um, like the previous restaurant, he's bringing up live music into the, um, you know, in the um music of people of Cabo. Verde, the Creole music and yes, that playing. But we're the um we're the soul we're the soul funk and jazz night, and we the Third Thursday Supper Club. And people mm-hmm. are some you know, people are loving it. Where you can just come in and sit down and have dinner, have a really nice dinner, and sit and listen to some music. And you know, the thing is. During the dinner hour, we played the more mellow stuff. And then, you know, so while, so, while so while somebody's enjoying a plate of shrimp scampi, we're not going to break into it. Do your mind, If we dance? You know, we save that for a little later in the mm-hmm. evening. But, well, you know, you have the nice jazz during the evening. But the thing is, this is now the only restaurant in the area that has anything like that. Wow. Once upon yeah. a time, that's a rather commonplace. place. But just trying mm-hmm, to bring the right. feel back to and by the way, I love the description of the red velvet wall because I I can see that. We Used to have a lot of that in the in the Chinese restaurants at one point too. They would have the you know the indirect wow. lighting and the red wall, red velvet wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that feeling. But um, but yeah, just bringing back that that pleasant vibe that just sort of mellow back in. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do as well.
1: Wow well i want to get into some more of this rich rich music i mean tonight has just been phenomenal i want to play this is out of the woods bronx bohemia am i pronouncing it correctly afro afro house oh. i think i have it Bro- bronx i think Blaine. i pronounced
5: it correctly bronx Bro- bohemia
1: can you yeah Blaine, can you set this up for us i want to play it for our fans Y'all, it's not, and I said y'all because I'm a southern girl, gal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not native to California, honestly, I'm not. I'm originally from Houston, born in LaGrange, okay, a little little teeny tiny town in Harris County. But anyway, you guys, um, Professor, please set this up for us. We're going to play it for the fans. And I am praying and hoping to give away some gifts. Y'all, don't make me put put my stuff back down in the crate. Come on, y'all, Let want to give something away tonight.
3: All oh, right. So all that's right. Good. So forward, please, sir. All right. Out of the woods is a travel tune. Um, I call it a travel <laughs> tune. I actually wrote out of the. I I wrote out of the woods when I was um when I wrote when I was about eighteen nineteen years old. Actually, I was nineteen. I wrote it as a composition piece when I was in college, and it's a mm. piece that has evolved with me. Over the years, and I call it a road piece because I've performed it up and down, you know, every place that I've gone, we've performed it.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: um, this partic- this particular version, um, where I paint pictures, I was trying to incorporate. I'm I'm a house music guy. I'm a well, in fact, before it was mm-hmm. house music to me, it was para- garage music. But I'm a paradise mm-hmm. garage house music house um, head, and of course. You also have that Baltimore version, you know, the Bmore More Club-style version of House. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the D.C., you know, the DMV was a big part of my uh, my jazz circuit as a player. So this was sort of like a send-up to playing the underground clubs in New York, the underground clubs in Philly, the underground clubs in D.C., And um, the underground club's in Boston. And so it just kind of ties them together. So that's why it's the Out of the Woods, the Afro Soul, Bronx Boehm, just a brand that I give stuff, you know, having, you know, one of my points of origin is the Bronx, the Northeast Bronx. And um, so it's just a little bit of a shout to that.
1: All right, guys, let's take a listen. I'm going to give you guys a little bit. And then the press is going to tell us, like, where we go and buy it because you guys need to buy all of the tracks. I'm just saying.
5: Let's go, folks.
3: Nicole Leon. Let's keep the coffee talk party brewing each Sunday from 5 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and Fridays from 1 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear jazz, great R&B, soul, and funk influences. Stay tuned and you'll hear jazz past and jazz still to come. Be sure to tune in and listen with your host, Miss Bridget. Right here on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio.
1: And if you all have just joined the Coffee Talk Jazz part of you all, welcome back. It has been an absolute glorious Friday, but we're not done yet, okay? The coffee is simmering, okay, but y'all, they're not counting me down just yet. If you want to be a part of the Coffee Talk Jazz street team, you want to be our eyes and our ears, and you've heard some great music, and you want to share it with us, you want to experience what you hear, to send me a quick little email at the radio at msn.com. And if you were thinking about being on the show, well, we have to like your music, and you kind of sort of have to sound like the professor. Not exactly, but close. I'm just saying, hello, somebody, professor. We are <laughs> back, and I want to know, how can our fans around the globe, how can they book you virtually? Because you need to be teaching some more seminars and webinars and all that other good stuff.
3: Yes, sir. All right. I got um, two, ways
1: find...
3: <laughs> two, two ways they can check me out easily. Um, I have my website, thefunkyprofessor.com. dot com. That's D A P H U N K E E the funky professor, spelled the normal way. P R O F E S S O R dot com no because people, people sometimes are like oh and how's professor spelled I'm you know, like oh well, the normal way and they're like oh just thought I'd ask but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> and like,
1: if you all well, want to follow the show on Twitter you can follow Professor okay uh, at twitter dot com for slash let me spell his name let me pronounce it correctly it's Walling but it's spelled M-W-A-L-I-M. You can follow him on Twitter. Give him a shout out. Let him know how much you love and enjoyed the show. Okay. You want to follow Coffee Talk at Coffee Talk Jazz, very simply. Um, you guys, we've got some uh, great, great advertising and uh, music marketing packages that are available. We have four. Um, we pride ourselves and we are very, very picky and really selective. And who we want to work with because we are not a smooth jazz station, not anything even close to that. We are music consumers and lovers, y'all. Don't even get me started, because um, I could go there, but I promise you, I will not. <laughs> um, more questions for you, more good coffee and great chat. Um, I want to send you, I want to send you a couple little yummies, a couple little goodies. Um, we'll talk offline. Yeah, I have your address. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you some goodies. I'll, I'll send you a text and all that. Um, and no, I'm not giving you guys his address. Absolutely not. No. Okay. He's a celebrity. I'm just saying. Okay. Now some fun facts. Um, I'm certain that your passport has been stamped many times over. You've traveled the globe spreading your musical love and joy. Did you have a favorite ports of
3: call? Uh, it's hard to narrow down.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
3: I, I I give you some top points. Okay, okay. Um, I love Montreal. Wow. Okay. I love Montreal. Uh, if, if I could if I could spend my summer playing the Montreal festivals, hey. But I love Montreal. Um I love Barbados. That that's partially mm. home. Barbados. London was a lot of fun. Um,
1: I've been to Montreal. It's the most popular city in 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 the province, in the Canadian province. It's it's in Quebec. All right, y'all, get off the gloves now. Geography.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I now the places I definitely wanna hit. I wanna I wanna play Senegal and I wanna play Ghana. Oh. Okay. Those are two. All right. so any anybody out
4: there,
3: wow. with people in Senegal and Ghana, my website is thefunkyprofessor.com. dot com, and oh, the other place <laughs> they can, the, the other place they can find us is thegroovelatos dot com. Um, right. that's another another fun music place, another mu- fun music place to find myself.
1: Okay, so um, wow, you talked about Senegal. That's in, you guys, that's in West Africa. So you guys make sure that you update your passport. The world is opening back up. And so um, you can go ahead and add a a translator app on your phone because I believe they speak French in Senegal. Yep. And um, the lady that used to braid my hair, she was from Senegal. Her name was Daba. And her sister's name was Akusa. And I'm telling you, nobody the braid hair like Daba. She's the only woman that I would even let put her hands in my head. And my hair was so beautiful. And this is when I was working in white corporate America. I love y'all, but I just got to say it. And they always want to touch your hair. It's like, no, no, and absolutely not. No. You can look for McCoy, but You cannot touch my hair. Like, how do you do that?
3: Right. Anyway. Now, so, now I do have a funny um, <laughs> story. Around. I have a funny story around that. Having locks. <laughs> Right. So I was working at a um, studio in Massachusetts one time. I'm I come out into the hallway, and now you know I've got to explain something about Massachusetts and Cape Cod. Cape Cod seems to be separated from the rest of the planet, <laughs> and so you have and, and so you have an you have an overabundance of white people with with like plantation mentality still. Okay, so. Okay. This woman sees me with my locks, and she comes up. Now, it doesn't say may I, but comes up. Oh, I just have to, and comes up and touches my locks. So I return the favor and start rubbing and start rubbing her hair. <laughs> and, and she like and she freaks out. And I said, I'm sorry. I thought this was some weird greeting.
4: <laughs> and,
3: but 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 wait! I got to give you the best part. I had just finished eating a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> oh my god! So I basically,
4: so I I I basically just—I
3: I basically just used her here as a napkin.
4: <laughs> I was a boy. Stop it! <laughs> this is the best part. Of what?
1: Oh my god! That was so good. All right, so. For you those of you who don't know where cape cod is it is uh on the atlantic seaboard and it is the southeastern corner uh in massachusetts okay. is there's a lot of history there cape cod the whole the the whole night i've i've traveled um i've traveled quite a bit and now i'm ready to kind of get back out there and as a matter of fact um i pulled up my passport today because i had to go do something business-wise and they are asking for all kinds of ids and i'm thinking Come on now, y'all know me. Really? Like, a license isn't good enough with a credit card? Like, really? Y'all bring my passport? You want a birth certificate? Like, what? (laughs) But, okay. Listen, I promise you, this story right here, the Doritos and the hair with the napkin, okay, this has to live in history for a long time. And I'm certain when I come back and listen to this interview that I will just crack crack up. Um, Now I want to ask you this as they are counting me down. Um, you you write, you record, books, plays, film, videos, media, multimedia installation and all that's so super exciting. What do you do for fun? I know that part is fun, but what do you do, relax and online?
3: Ah, uh, for fun I'm a traveler.
5: hmm
3: I love okay. home trips.
5: Okay. That's nice. All right.
3: You know, and and it's funny because some places where I've played, I'm like, I want to come back here as a tourist. You know, and um, right. Sometimes you know, sometimes those are the things you have to do. So no, so um, that's definitely something for fun. For me, reading is fun. I'm a giant um, movie buff, and it, it's okay. funny. I think my two favorite genres are probably are probably gangster movies and rom coms. I don't know. Maybe they're really what? the same story. But, yeah, <laughs> and movies and rom are like my two favorite kinds of movies.
1: Oh, M.T. Well, listen, it has been such a pleasure, so educational to talk with you live on air. I'm excited about our collaboration, about what is to come. I think uh, there's definitely a synergy here. I believe God's timing is divine. We are looking for the absolute right project. Click, 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 click. And you guys don't even have any idea. I mean, some nights I sleep sound as a baby. Then other nights, like I'm up because that juice, you know what I'm talking about, Professor? It's just there and it's like, Mm -hmm. I got to write this down. I got to do this. And for those creative types, you guys know what I mean. It's like until you do it, you just, you're not going to be able to lay down because your mind is full and you got to get it out. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like giving birth to children. Yeah, mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like giving birth to children. I'm going to leave you with the last word, and then we're going to take it out with another track. You've been amazing tonight.
3: All right, all
1: right. I'm going to leave you with the last word, Professor.
3: The last word. Every mm-hmm. black person needs to study the guitar. <laughs> even if they don't intend to become a a even if they don't intend to become a musician, it is an instrument we all need to learn how to play. It is the connective, universal instrument. It was introduced by the Moroccans um every Every culture of the African diaspora has a version of the guitar and has actually adapted their instrument to the guitar. So it now becomes our universal language as as people of the African diaspora. so, it, I would say we, are all, we should all learn how to play the guitar. All right.
1: And with that said, guys, we're going to be back with more Get Coffee and Great chat next week. And I want to say with music in our hearts and with jazz in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters, for making Coffee Talk Jazz award-winning. And number one, we love you for listening. Professor, have a great weekend, and we're going to take it out with Double Trouble by our friends, Nathan East, late Chuck Loeb, um, Harvey Mason, and Bob James. Double trouble guys. Mm-hmm.